This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Kyle and I recently did a podcast about thinking long-term um, in the big picture of IBC, not necessarily just the life insurance policy. And we're going to do a podcast that goes hand in hand with that this week. So you want to lead us in, Kyle? Yeah, we're going to cover Nelson's five rules to the infinite banking concept. We'll kind of go, we'll list them and then kind of go through what he talks about and what they mean to us. So, okay. So to start off with, this is something we say all the time, but his first rule is think long range. First rule and maybe... Maybe the most important rule. I mean, honestly, if you can't think long range, you you won't ever be able to do IBC. No. You'll no. always be stuck looking at the insurance policy, foca- focusing on the insurance policy and what the insurance policy is going to do. And I guarantee you, you won't be able to get over the capitalization period. Yeah, that's probably the toughest part. And that's one of the first things you know, when talking to somebody is it should be laid out. Like, are you okay with not having access to every single dollar you put in for the first five, 10 years? Right. Some illiquidity. Yeah. Some, not all, a little bit. Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, just being upfront with you guys, maybe it's 20%, maybe it's 40%. I mean, it's going to be a little different for everybody. Um, so say you pay in a thousand dollars, you don't have 20% to 40% of that. Um, you're looking at 200 to $400 in that first year. Yeah, but you also then must realize you're going to get it all back in some. So. Oh, yeah. It's so important, though, to, to understand that, and that's the fact of thinking long-term. And when you start thinking long-term, your focus starts to leave the insurance policy, the tool, and you start to focus on what infinite banking really is, mm-hmm. a, a system to be able to finance what the things that you are already going to buy. Yeah. And it's and also should be known that if you don't think long range in general, you're going to limit your success no matter what it is. Infinite banking, farming, ranching, real estate, business, whatever. Uh, this, the older I get, like, you know, those things that people will say, Kylan, um, like one of them is um, sometimes you have to stay, take a step backward to take two steps forward. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, you know, that's that's just a saying, doesn't mean anything. And like the older you get, you start to experience things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that like that kind of does make sense. Like, like to fix something. Sometimes you have to take it apart, more things than just what's broken, um, to fix it so you can start going again. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but there's a lot of them. And I mean it it just goes hand in hand with thinking long term and and how you use a policy. Yeah, and this kind of goes into his second rule, which is be generous in capitalizing your system, the capitalization phase. And we always underestimate our need for capital. So that's why it's important to I mean pay the most you possibly can that's comfortable cuz you're going to need it and you can use it. You're going to have access to it again. It's going to be you're going to have access to more than what you put in. The thing that made me personally so comfortable with this is yes, I understood that there was uh, some illiquidity in the beginning of this, 
but I knew that I had access to the majority of the dollars that I was putting into the system. Mm-hmm. And I I would never have been able to start a system like this without that comfort and yeah. the guarantee that that money is always going to be there growing. Yeah. How much bigger can you start with something when you know you have access back to the majority of it? Like, I mean, you can, like, if you have zero access, the amount that you can start with is going to be very minimal compared to when you have 70, 80% access. You can do a lot. It's huge. And, and that's guaranteed too. That isn't a what if scenario. No. I mean, and that is guaranteed. And I mean, I, Unfortunately, like I have already, I'm 28 years old and I'm like limited by the insurance companies and how much premium I can pay. Mm -hmm. Like that is crazy to think about. Yeah. But I mean, like I did so much research on this. I was so comfortable with it that I was willing to do that. Sure. And I'm, I'm very, I'm excited about my decision because I'm getting through those first couple of years where the illiquidity is the worst, Kyle. And like, I'm going to start having even more coming back to me than what I put into the policies. Yeah. Yourself in 20 years is really going to be thankful that you did this. Yeah. I mean, goes back to the first principle again, though. Think long-term. Sure. Um, so. Sure. So, and, and, you know, I won't take too long, but, um, that's different for everybody. Not everybody can start how, how I did or how you did Kyle. mm -hmm. Um, but it should be something that you guys are comfortable with paying. But just be, you know, and when you talk to us, you know, we'll be sure and relay these these facts to you. Um, but know that that money is still available. You know, we we are not out to tie people's money up from now until the day they die so that's they can pass on a death benefit. That's what we're completely against. That is not at all what we, we want. We do not believe in tying money up at all. Yeah. Whether that's with an insurance company or with some governmental, whatever you want to call it, IRA, qualified plan. Yeah, not no. Yeah, that that is that's why we're so attracted to this, and and why we believe it can help everybody. Absolutely, but not everybody's ready for it. No. Nope. And so, if we can move on, uh, his next rule is don't steal from your system. And if you remember from our book review, the grocery store, Nelson also often referred to this as stealing the peas. Don't steal the peas. Yes. So th- this just goes to say, like, if you buy something with cash, if you go buy, let's say, a pickup for $50,000, you pay cash for Kyle that. likes diesel pickups. I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't pay yourself back, you've essentially stole from yourself because you would have had to get that money from somewhere. If You, you could borrow it from a bank or you could borrow it from your own system. If you don't pay it back... It's the essential, it's essentially stealing. And what are you going to do the next time that you want to purchase, now that inflation has happened, a $60,000 pickup in five years? There's going to be nothing there. Right. It's, it's being honest with yourself and knowing that even though it's my system or this is my cash, like there is still a responsibility here. And this is, this is why IBC is so simple because all you're doing is instead of directing that cash flow, either uh, back to a bank or a, a traditional loan from them or whatever the finance company is, doesn't matter, or back to a, a savings account, okay? It's just a cash flow. We're The only thing we're doing when we implement IBC with a life insurance policy 
is changing the place where that cash flow is 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 directed to. That's and it's so important to understand that because it's it's so hard to get across to people that that's all you're doing. You're changing where the cash flow is going. You're not losing the cash flow. You're losing a little bit of liquidity up front. You're just changing the flow. But this is something that we never mention, Kyle. You're going to gain immense liquidity into the future. Yes. <laughs> but so That's are, why we're doing this. And maybe because of the culture we live in of instant gratification, it's just so hard to overcome that. And then also, there's a lot of deception out there in, in sales, you know? And people think, oh, that's too good to be true. How could I... Am I really going to have more access than that? So... I, I guess I understand that, but mm-hmm. you got to get past that with education. I can't, yeah, I can't believe we've never brought that up on our podcast before. I mean, we always tell people about the fact of, yes, there is some short-term illiquidity with this. We never talk about the fact that the, the reason that we're using life insurance, I mean, we go over that all the time with the guarantees and, and the other benefits, you know, the death benefit protection that it provides us. But this is the ideal place to build capital because you will have immensely more capital by building it here than you would somewhere else. Sure. <laughs> I don't know where else you can... We've said this many times. I don't know where else you can do it that's nearly as efficient. Yeah, I, I don't either. If you I, know something, let <laughs> us know. It's... Um, I just... Wow. I'm just having a moment right now. I can't believe that we've never <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> so... Nelson's fourth uh, rule here is somewhat controversial, and maybe we need to put our tenfold hat on, but it's don't do business with banks, okay? And we realize that this is not attainable right away. And Nelson's whole deal was he didn't like the banking system because we practice fractional reserve banking, which means that they lend out dollars that do not exist. And Nelson says that that is evil. And I don't know how one can argue I that, agree with that. Him. It is not. It, it is. It is a messed up system. And if it, you or I did it, we would go to jail. Exactly. Yep. If you want to do some research, research the Federal Reserve. It's crazy. <laughs> What's what that goes book on. that um, Carlos Lara and Bob Murphy wrote? Um, How privatized banking really works. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. That that book. Um, terrific explanation. Yeah. Yep. And you can go deeper with the creature from Jekyll Island and. Whatever, how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole. But, you know, it's the other thought is don't be reliant on the banks because they don't let them make the rules. You know, you be in control of that function. Somebody's got to be in control of it. So it might as well be you. And this whole life insurance has every characteristic of taking over the banking function. So why not use that? So, regardless of what side you're on, it doesn't matter. It's about taking control of the banking function so you're in control and you're not beholden to somebody else. And and just to add more to that, um, I agree with everything that you said, Kyle. Um, so here's a couple more thoughts, okay? So maybe this doesn't amount to a huge thing, but money is unbelievably cheap right now. And as a business owner or as somebody who's, who's doing some type of investing, maybe, um, you know, using other people's money, you, you could have access to money for unbelievably reasonable terms right now. Sure. That gives you the opportunity to grow and get ahead and, and gain momentum faster than you ever could just by using your own money. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you're just 
even if you're implementing this IBC system and stuff. Okay, it just, it gives you the ability to grow more. So yeah, I, I understand where Nelson's coming up from about not doing business with banks, but if you're in control of it and have access to capital, okay, I still believe, you know, that you can use it, you know? It's mm-hmm. just, it's you becoming your own banker. You get to make the decisions of whether you borrow from your policy or whether you borrow from a bank. But you may not, whether it's today or 10 years in the future or when you're 80 years old, you may not have enough capital to do everything that you want to do. Sure. And I would also question the fact of, are you pushing yourself to do everything that you can do if you're only using your own money? Are Highly you, doubtful. Are you leaving things undone that you could do? Maybe you don't want to do them, and that's... that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's there's nothing you. wrong with that, right. But maybe you could be doing more if you want to do more by using other people's money. Mm-hmm. And and that's... I know that I fall in, in between the fence on this, um, but I I just think that everybody's situation is different and using that money, even though it is evil that they can do that, um, you can greatly benefit yourself by doing it smartly. And then you can get out of the system later on. Yeah. If that truly was a good decision and you build your system up, you could, you know, and whether it's in 10 years, 20 years, five years, whatever it is, you could eliminate that system from your life but you could have used it to jumpstart you to get you to that point sure. faster. Yep. Um, so I understand what Nelson's saying there. Um, it's just something where I, I see another side to that, and, and, I, and I'll openly admit that that, um, that goes against what Nelson Nash would have mm-hmm. thought, but I just see a different, a different side to that. I think it's important to talk about this, though, because if you just see it blunt, you know, bluntly like that, don't do business with banks— most would wonder why the heck would he say that? Well, it's that isn't it that absolute thing that we talk about? Yep, all the time, Kyle. Like when you speak in absolutes, uh, more than likely you're not seeing the whole, the whole picture. picture. Yep, for sure. So. so, okay, and for the fifth and final rule here is rethink your thinking, and this could possibly be the most important rule because it's so easy to get caught up in your own paradigm. You know, we think. We see something new, we change, we adapt. We think, oh, we got out of our paradigm. Well, we just got into a new paradigm. And so, you know, you're constantly need to be changing that paradigm, growing and learning. I'm going to butcher this, but um, I heard this and I thought it was awesome. So Nelson was speaking to somebody um, that was a part of the Nelson Nash Institute, and they were at a table and uh, they were drinking wine. And so Nelson set his glass on the table. And he said, imagine, okay, so the glass has a circular bottom on it, right, Kyle? And he mm-hmm. set that on the table. He's like, this is how much knowledge that I have encapsulated in this glass. But the entire amount of knowledge in the world is this table, okay? And so he only has a very minute amount of knowledge compared to what there is in the universe. And the, the, the amount that he's touching around him, the edge of that wine glass, that's information that he's exposed to. Mm-hmm. So if he builds his own knowledge, he's not only building the amount of knowledge that he has and can share with people, but he's building the amount of knowledge that he's exposed to because that base is getting even bigger. bigger. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is a very powerful, um, would you call that an analogy? 
um, sure or parable or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that is just huge when you start looking at that. And I mean, it just goes into that thing where like you're always going to be exposed to new ideas and you're going to have to keep um, evolving with your thinking and what you once thought was the way to do something you may realize that there's a better way to do it or a different way to do it and, and get to the same result or a better result. Sure. Um, whatever you may have. And, and I equate that to a lot is, is the fact of how people get so stuck on policy design in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, I am guilty of that myself. Yeah. But I mean, you just start to see that there is so much more to this or, than, a, than, than the policy. Or farmers get stuck in their own way. You know, oh, we've done this for 40 years. My dad did it this way. I'm going to do it this way. We're doing it the same way. You know, same deal. <laughs> and there are so many, gosh, information is so available to us right now. Mm-hmm. Whether you like to listen to information, watch information, read about information, in-person learning, like it's crazy. Video, podcasts, books, you, seminars. You're choosing to be uninformed if you're uninformed. Absolutely. And I'm not saying all of them are right or no. anything like that. But, I mean, expose yourself to some of these ideas. Not all of them are going to work for you. But I am, I am 100% sure that there are ideas out there that can benefit you and your operation. Yeah, and this is, I mean, oh, it can sound like, yeah, we're preaching. This is something that we have to battle with all the time. And keep ourselves open to learning more and just keep ourselves in check to make sure we're not getting stagnant, falling in our own old ways. Absolutely. And it's hard. I remember, gosh, Kyle and I would talk about politics a lot. And I remember how I was just so stuck in my ways. And like, just after hearing what he said a lot, and then I started listening to podcasts, like you start to develop a whole new way of thinking. And I mean... Not everything is what we're indoctrinated into throughout school and, sure. and whatnot. I mean, you just got to keep those things in mind, I guess, and, and sort of be aware. And it's not going to happen overnight. And maybe you don't even want the change. But, yeah. Um, Learn to love learning. Absolutely. I mean, Nelson had another saying that um, you should always be maturing. Because what happens when you become mature? Think of fruit. You go, but you, you it goes die. backwards and it starts to rot. Yeah, and it stinks, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's effectively dead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we should always be learning. We should always be maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just—he <laughs> had a ton of wisdom to share. I wish that he was—he was still alive, and yeah. we could bring him onto our podcast and just have some of our own personal time with him. If you haven't read Becoming Your Own Banker, you need to, and you also need- even if you don't start a life insurance policy, I mean, you're going to gain some. Absolutely. Awesome insights. Absolutely. And if you get the chance, I mean, buy that seminar. It's full of um, history and infinite banking and just financial knowledge that where are you going to get anywhere else? And I mean, it's like six, seven hours long. I'm not exactly sure. Trust me, Nelson adds humor throughout it. It is very entertaining. It is not boring to listen to. It's not um, just him preaching. Um, lots of entertainment value with it as well. And I think it's great to, you know, learn from the man himself. I mean, he's the guy who developed this, who figured it out, you know, and he deserves credit. And I think everybody should just, you know, read or watch him to get a understanding of who he was and what he stood for. Right. And I think too, um, if you watch that, like you can just, you can genuinely tell that he, he really cared about, helping the individual. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about 
selling life insurance for him. It was about truly helping individuals to be in a better place in the future than where they were where when he met them and getting them to check out of what you could call the matrix and what we you know what we've been programmed to believe walking around just zombie just yeah. doing things because we've We're told, always done it this way yes so and you know this is something we also talk about like man if you can program yourself instead of being programmed consuming knowledge like this it's gonna you know move you forward instead of keeping you behind I mean, that's going to be a great advantage to And just for everybody that isn't familiar, explain what you mean by programming yourself. The content you consume, you start developing into that. So you're, you're either going to be programmed by somebody or you're going to program yourself. So if you watch the news and, you know, just a lot of general TV, you're going to be getting programmed by all that negativeness, all the talking points that those people want you to believe and do. You're going to hear all that. But if you choose the things, if you selectively choose the things that you want to learn about, things that will move the needle forward for you, then you're going to get yourself out of that programming situation. And if I could add to that, um, not only does that like, you're so you're programming yourself, but it allows you to give like a more clear, decisive, like intuitive thought into what everybody else is doing. Sure. And like, I, I'm not saying that you're right necessarily, but... It gives you like the ability to start to dissect like, does this even make sense? Yeah. Instead of just saying, yes, this makes sense. Let's do it. We've done it this way for Trust 10 years, the science. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could keep going on about, that's probably just a joke, bro. We were talking about, um, say somebody has Iowa State do a study to see if it makes sense to spray Roundup on your ground or something like that. Well, of course, Monsanto probably paid for that, and it probably makes a ton of sense to spray Roundup on your ground. Exactly. So that's, yeah, it maybe it does in your situation. Not saying it doesn't, but realize where the information is coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty important. Absolutely. It wouldn't have got published otherwise. <laughs> exactly. So same same can be said about the the vaccines and COVID. Okay, however you feel about it. People, people are posting you like, I'm doing my research to, you know, and really what research is there? This vaccine was just developed and the only research is by the companies that developed it, that are profiting, making mega profits from the government because people are, aren't paying for it directly right now, but we will be taxed in the future to pay for it. <laughs> now you start thinking about that and it'll really get you hot. Absolutely. But. Um, maybe we won't go down that route. Yeah, probably not anymore. So (laughs) anyways, we hope that this kind of cleared up and expanded upon Nelson's five rules that he has. If you have any questions on this, feel free to reach out and we'll get them answered for you. So I think that kind of does it for us this week. Yeah. And just highly encourage you, even if you don't want to do a policy, there's a lot that you could learn from Nelson's book, becoming your own banker. Um, his second book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, and his seminar um, Yep, on DVD. So great resources to check out. Absolutely. So thanks, guys, for tuning in this week, and we'll see you next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.